Why is it so hard for you to kill this man? He knew every move of mine before I made it. I'd have him right there to take the shot. I wanna be and he'd be gone like a ghost. What you just heard was a clip from the trailer of Ang Lee's Gemini Man. What you're hearing now is a Leo Man and a Scorpio Man. And we're going to talk about Gemini Man. But Cody, first uh, we have some housekeeping notes. Uh, this is our second episode and as we record on uh, October the 16th, 2019, we are officially on Google Play. Woo woo! That's right. We did it. Exciting. Um, we are working very hard to get onto iTunes. iTunes is a little trickier, but uh, rest assured that if you want to listen, hey, um, we're gonna get there, man. We're we gonna are, get there. It's, this has been a very difficult time for me. We were farther than we were yesterday, so I feel like I feel like we are farther away than we were. We're moving backwards. I think we're moving process. forward. No, you think we're moving back? Yeah, because they were reviewing it, and today they've denied it. So I feel like we've made wow. less progress. Okay, you know what? Way to open up with that. I know, I know. It's behind the behind the curtain here, guys. Uh, but on a, the bright note, we have an Instagram. You want to tell the people what our Instagram is? Yes, you can actually follow us at Spinning the Reel. Go ahead, give it a look up. Got episode one up there, and that is Spinning the R E E L. That is correct. Spinning the Reel, R E E L. Good. All one okay. word. So give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, we will post episodes there. Uh, I can't guarantee we'll do anything more than that uh, we're gonna get a twitter as well we just haven't done that yet but thanks everyone for tuning in and let's talk about gemini man cody why don't you tell everyone uh what this movie that we just got out of uh, a few minutes ago gemini man is all about sure i'm gonna try and uh, keep this as spoiler free as possible for anyone who wants to go and still see the film i don't want to take that away from anybody but uh yeah so obviously this film features an elite assassin uh 51 years old and you know him as will smith but in the movie his name's henry his name wasn't will smith in the movie no it wasn't yeah it's surprising why'd they call him will (laughs) (laughs) no his name was henry and uh basically he's you know towards the end of his career and he makes his last kill basically on a moving train two kilometers away and he's the best in the business and uh, he learns and finds out, actually, that his last kill was not what all he thought it was. You know, he thought he was after, you know, corrupt people, bad people. Terrorists. Terrorists, basically. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that wasn't the case with this guy. This guy, it was actually a cover-up by uh, the government. And somebody. Yeah. And they covered it up. And he actually killed someone who was working on what was called, you later find out, as the Gemini Project. And he kind of goes through that realm of, you know... Gemini is now the, now Gemini is the star sign with the with the fish. <laughs> is, it, is it the one with the lion? No, it's which not. Which one are, are we I, talking about here? I don't know which one we're it's, talking uh, about. It's, it's the one with the twins. That's what it is. Is it really the one with the it twins? It is really the one with the twins. I didn't know. That. <laughs> all I know is I have the Scorpio from your little intro. That's all I know. But uh, yeah, basically he finds out he uh, you know he's going to be a hit target because he you know he, he knows, knows too he much. Yeah. And they don't want to let him out of the business. Then they figure out that, you know, he finds out basically that 
you know, they lied to him and he's, you know, he's going to go and kill him. So it's either they, they go and try and kill him or, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're fearing for their lives as well. And, uh, as the movie progresses, you find out about this Gemini project and, uh, what he doesn't know though, is at the time that it is his doppelganger It's actually his exact self. Yeah. And he faces and like his inner not demons. not really a spoiler because they no. showed it in every trailer. Yeah. Every trailer. And obviously the poster itself shows him facing himself. So yeah, no spoilers there with that. Yeah. So that, that kind of sums it up pretty well. It's uh, sort of this sci-fi yeah, spy you, thriller. Like, type just from deal. the poster, you, you really kind of already know what the movie's about. Yeah, like exactly. you don't have to like you know exactly read into it too much. It is Gemini Man. He's facing himself. Yeah, and I do want to talk about what we thought about the plot, what we thought about all of that. But I think it's kind of impossible to have a discussion about this movie without talking about the behind-the-scenes tech of Gemini Man. Sure. And to give people some background, uh, director Ang Lee, you know him probably from Brokeback Mountain. He's the director of Brokeback Mountain. I feel like that's his most famous movie. Um, also the director of uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, he is also the director of Life of Pi. And so there's some differences between those movies, obviously. Uh, some of his earlier stuff, like Crouching Tiger and Brokeback Mountain, are more of these indie movies that are more emotional type things uh life of pi he got into sort of the world of uh cgi more so and entirely generating a cgi tiger yeah the tiger looked dope did it yeah i like i haven't even i like that movie i haven't even seen life of pi man it's i gotta catch up on that i guess um but this is sort of an extension of that uh ang lee specifically recorded this in a higher frame rate uh so that might mean something to uh gamers but for people that are uninitiated, the movie was shot in 120 frames per second, and uh, the normal frame rate for movies generally is 24. Uh, Cody and I, we saw it in 3D, yeah, and I think we th- saw it in 60 frame rate. Uh, there actually are only 14 theaters in the entire United States that are capable of playing it in 3D, in 4K, and in the 120 frame rate. Uh, unfortunately, those are a little out of range for us, but uh, let's make the trip. I think it's worth it. Yeah, we got to go find one of those. We theaters, should right to see this thing again. If you were able to see it at one of those fourteen theaters, do it. Yeah, I I think it would be an interesting experience because the sixty frame rate was definitely a change of pace. What did you think of the experience of seeing this movie as opposed to like a yeah. normal? Yeah, first off, I think it really adds to it if you see it in three D. I don't think you get the full experience if you're not seeing it in its full effect of mm-hmm. how Angley has basically wanted to shoot this from the beginning. Um, but you know, right when you put the glasses on, like it, it does get brought up kind of like video games. You really, you kind of do feel like you're like in a video game. There were definitely some yeah, scenes definitely in there feel. where it's like, wow, well, I'm like, I'm right there holding the controller kind of thing and like looking around and you know, I, I am Henry for that sake when he's, you know, somebody scoping out see hardcore Harry or Henry <laughs> or whatever that movie was. Yeah. But it, it's some. It's definitely immersing, and those action scenes especially were... They were interesting. They were different. Mm -hmm. Um, I am, I guess, going to spoil some things a bit. There's obviously the bike scene, which I think is shown in the trailer anyway. it's in the trailer, yeah. And that was a little... They do show of Will Smith I don't want to say it was... Like, it wasn't bad, but it was was definitely different. Like, it was was weird. Yeah. And that's when you really, I think, like, dived into, like, what Ang Lee might have been going for. Because up until that point, it was just... It was a 3D movie. And I don't have a lot of experience with 3D movies, uh, first off. I think the last 3D movie I saw, I got to be honest, was the red and blue 
little cheap glasses. Pre-Avatar. Pre-Avatar. You, you didn't see Avatar in 3D? I did not see Avatar in 3D, no. I actually, I don't even think I saw it till it was actually playing on TV, to be honest. Oh, really? But the last 3D movie I saw was, like, the Spy Kids, I think, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's absolute garbage. Yeah, but but it's, like, 3D. That's like Spy Kids 3. Like, it's crazy to see. seminal classic for, Spy Kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy to see that, right? Like, I hadn't seen a film, and I think Spy Kids, I don't know when that came out, but it's god i was not, i was like not even probably a teenager we looked it up it was 2003 okay. so yeah it, it was a while so i wasn't even a teenager and to that extent is what i'm saying is technology has come like a long way uh 3d is not like it's not going for that like you know pop an item out here pop yeah, like not whoa to, like, like this this a, yeah this item's coming whatever, at me yeah. from the screen or anything like that and that's the last time i've seen a 3d movie so seeing a 3d movie like this like it was immersive it was a video game kind of feel mm -hmm. and especially when it came to the action scenes which i didn't think were all that great of action scenes the way they were shot was really really well done like yeah. that was really cool like especially like when they landed in the catacombs like in the water and stuff like you really feel like you landed in the water with mm -hmm. them and stuff and it, it was definitely an experience in yeah. that aspect and it's it's just to you know show that technology has definitely come a long way since for sure what we first knew as what 3d was right yeah I've definitely seen a 3D movie since Avatar. I don't know what movie that would have been, but like New Age 3D with the, yes. you know, like the glasses, the gray glasses that just sort of like straighten everything out. But uh, it definitely felt different. I would say the 3D in, in Gemini Man, it was immersive. I think part of that had to do with the frame rate as well. Mm -hmm. But specifically speaking on the 3d and, and maybe this conversation is a little basic for anyone that watches 3d movies these days <laughs> like it's it's a better experience i don't think people was. do though i don't think people do because it, it turns you off right away just hearing it because i think a lot people of people must i mean they wouldn't offer 3d movies True, so they do if, show it a lot if people i know i always had, just had that pre like because you know? like i said i hadn't seen it it's like man those things give me a headache you know i don't want to sit through there for two hours and have to deal with that yeah. and not enjoy the movie at all and yeah. But you're right. It is, you know, they it's do show 3D and stuff now. now and and it's I've just never because of that it's always like I don't want to see it in 3D. Yeah. Part of the the it was the frame rate like I mentioned. So when you up the frame rate, what happens and I know you know this cuz you play video games and stuff. It adds to a clarity yes. of what you're watching. It helps with the special effects. It makes the explosions more intense and and bright. It makes the, the characters Yeah, colors, clearer. contrast, all of that. Colors, contrast, exactly. And so the effect that it has is it makes everything look just a little bit more realistic. Yeah, realism, that, that's a good word to use. Right, which makes it sort of feel like there, there's a scene pretty early on where they're, uh, I think, uh, Will Smith's up on a balcony mm -hmm. looking down at uh, into like a mirror looking back yeah. at his um, at young Will Smith. And that, they show that in the trailer too. And it, you feel like you're right there on the balcony with yes. it. You know, you see like all yep. the stuff happening in the background. And like I said, the motorcycle scene does the same effect where you feel like yeah. you're on the bike. Well, so the motorcycle scene is an example of where I think the technology isn't quite mastered yet. We haven't quite figured out how to work this. And the reason I say that is because this added realism we've brought has brought us into a sort of uncanny valley place. You know the uncanny valley, right? No. Okay, so for anyone that doesn't know and Cody, um, the Uncanny Valley is essentially when something isn't real, but it's so close to real that it looks almost eerie. You perceive it as real? Not that you perceive it as real. Okay. It's that it looks 
everything's like it's supposed to be but it feels off because it's not real and so you get that in some of like the hyper realistic uh animation sometimes where even i think you get a little bit of it in the uh cgi will will smith in this movie where it's just every once in a while like yep it's like ooh, that's just not right yeah like no i actually now that you brought that up yeah there was definitely like scenes where he was portrayed as the younger will smith the cgi will smith and you're like it doesn't look right something yeah it's it's not bad it's just like a little bit off and it's a little unsettling and that's what the uncanny valley is and i didn't even mean that in the sense of the will smith cgi thing even though it was and that's not on the frame rate but what the frame rate does is it makes that sort of sense of realism but when you get fast motion that's being captured at a high frame rate yeah it it serves to sort of slow it down and we're getting like really technical here but what happens when you watch i'm not you are but keep exactly going. <laughs> when you watch the car chase scenes or the uh the motorcycle scenes what happens is the it's almost like watching a, a hummingbird right where it's it's moving so fast that it almost looks like it's not moving and what happens is it's a little like herky-jerky as they're riding these motorcycles and it sometimes looks like they're speeding up and sometimes looks like they're slowing down ang lee has to cut to different angles to capture the forward momentum and the speed at the rate he wants to okay and we were only watching it in half of the frames that he wanted to show it in so i could only imagine at that high high frame rate yeah how that would have looked so I guess now pulling us back in off of this amazing tangent that you have brought us to, mm-hmm. um, do you think moving forward, like, is he going to, is it worth pursuing this for future films? Like, I know, like, I think the next, we kind of talked, or we kind of looked this up too. Avatar at the time was like the new 3, uh, 3D like right. effects, like the way that that was Revolutionized things. And it, you know, I know that uh, theaters had updated their actual film, like the filming to actually like play Avatar the way it was Right, filmed. they had to get new equipment. Yeah, and uh, do you think that will happen? Like right now, like we've already mentioned, there's only 14 uh, theaters that even have the capabilities to handle what Ang Lee has filmed this at, mm-hmm. what he wants us to see this in. Do you think it's going that way? Do you think this is the new 3D future? Is it a technology that, you know, people are going to adapt and like? I don't know, because this movie, I think, is a bad example of what this level of filmmaking can be. And and no offense to Ang Lee. Ang Lee's a great director, and he's honestly one of the most successful directors of his generation, but he's not James Cameron. So theaters are not tripping over themselves to update and spend the money to mm-hmm. uh, upgrade their their equipment so that way they can show gemini man the yeah. way it's meant to be seen i mean gemini was man was kind of a bomb in its opening weekend it didn't even uh yeah it actually lost to the joker scene. yeah again on uh... that is the true joker's trick <laughs> but anyway <laughs> gemini man yeah it, it's not gemini man's not avatar obviously and so i think we need someone or multiple filmmakers with that kind of clout to make that step does it take because you said gemini man isn't like there it's not the film to like does it take a better film like a better story like does the story need to be focused on more than maybe this technology itself i guess is yes. my ultimate question yeah and so that's part of the problem i think because and we this is a great transition into the movie itself and the plot and the story and 
And basically what we have here is like a classic 2000s spy drama action movie, right? It's a thing you've seen a million times before when you turn on FX or whatever. That's yeah. the movie that's playing. Yeah, you see like, an assassin doing his business and then, you know. Exactly. And so there's no real weight to the movie and the plot itself. I mean, it's fine. Like, it's it's a totally fine experience to watch Gemini Man, the movie, yes. uh, technology aside. But you sort of get bored in between because you know where things are going, what what's going to happen, essentially. And what it leaves you doing is kind of looking at, oh, look at that soda can in the background that looks super clear. Like, oh, do I really need to be able to read the H&R block sign in the in the background as they're driving down the street? And it, it tends to make you focus on those things a little bit more. Yeah, and I, I think you're right, because you kind of portrayed, there were scenes where they're like, hey, look at this, and not necessarily the dialect or anything that was going on mm-hmm. during the film at that time. Like, it was lacking from an overall story perspective. Um, but there were. How dare you criticize a dialogue that included a line that says, "It's not gun time, it's coffee time." That was a great line. I chuckled during that part. That was maybe the only part I chuckled. It was in. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it, you're right. It, they're trying. He's trying to like show, like, look at this potential technology. He's and where definitely it can showing us. it off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so because the, he's like holding different things and placing cans down in front of him and yeah. trying to show you how clear it looks. And that's all well and good, but the movie's just not really that interesting as a movie itself. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, I think there's still some underlying, uh, like, themes to get out of it still. I think like there's still, like, a... Me- I, like, the mirror scene, like, at the beginning of the movie, he's like, you know, why are you retiring? Like, she asked him, and he's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, well, I can't even get myself to look in the mirror. And then the movie progresses, obviously, to the end. And in the end scene, basically, he's like, oh, I, I looked at myself in the mirror today. Spoilers. He looked at himself in the mirror. Cody, damn it. No <laughs> one goes spoiler, to this movie anymore. Spoiler alert. Fucking ruined it. Yep. Um, but no, like, I think that's an underlying message, right? Like, you, you do something for so long, he feels inhuman. And he feels, I guess, you know. I don't even know if it was so clear about that, though, or if it was just... He you don't felt think like that was, message You don't think that message was in there at all? I, it, I mean, sort of, right? He sort of like feels a little guilt for at least that last yeah. job, but to me it was more an age thing. It was more I've lost my touch. I look at myself in the mirror and I see the gray. He hair. did lose his touch. He said that. Yeah, you know six. You know I'm gonna spoil this movie now. Now Why? I'm going into. The Why spo- are you spoiling the movie? I'm spoiling the you movie. You, okay, fine. Because you brought up the age thing, and now it is important to the overall. Well, everybody knows Will Smith is like fifty, <sighs> but the six inches. He talks about the six inches when he's on his the dick. Yeah. No. Not, I would have expected more. (laughs) (laughs) If he would have taken that shot, he got him in the neck, right? Yeah, for that last kill, he's like, ah, six inches. I would have killed that little girl. And he starts. It it brings spoiler. That happens like four. But it brings up the the conscience thing, right? And it it makes him really start to like, man, I've been at this so long, but now I lost my touch. And what have I given up? What have you know? What have I done all these years? to do anything with my life like i haven't had a i haven't had you know love like he talks about that and he hasn't like felt anything like really he's he's kind of bottled up every emotion he's ever had yeah uh because they allude to his parents a little bit and they weren't part of his life and uh you know this gemini man is everything he is as an assassin Mm -hmm. or at least what they're trying to make it be without the pain he they're thinking the gemini project the guy who runs the gemini project 
he's like, oh, well, I'm just going to take away his pain, and this is the best. It's like, there's no one better. If I take away pain, no one can be better than this assassin. Right. And I think throughout that whole movie, he realizes that's not the case. I think the pain and fear that what makes him human is what actually makes him better than these, you know, cyber robots that they're trying to make of, you know, no emotion, no pain, no, like, do you feel anything? And I think feeling something is better than feeling nothing. I, I think that's what makes the better assassin. Whether he loses his touch and it's time for him to move mm-hmm. on, like, but then the next guy comes in line, right? If this is this continue, but like he needs to come to the realization, like, yeah, my time's up. I need to go live my life. Yeah. I I think there's definitely like nuggets of that there, but I don't think the film does the lifting to really bear any of those things out. Out. That's like the you know only I mean? thing I got out of that outside of the action and trying to show off the CGI. Yeah, I think that was the underlying message that I brought out of that movie. No, for sure. I think there's an element of, of regret and remorse that Will Smith is trying to deliver there and, and Yeah. It's just it's just tough because they don't ever really explicitly I don't even mean explicitly say, but they don't implicitly, I guess, show it in what's happening on screen right there's not really much difference between will smith at the beginning and the end the the will smith clone sort of changes but he changes in in reaction to new information that he finds out but it's not really an emotional change it's just kind of who he was but then but he learned it is emotion that drives him to learn these things like he's they're trying to make a clone and portray it as like oh you have no pain but he does have feelings mm-hmm. and obviously that leads to pain and that leads him to make i think said changes in his life that you see at the end of the movie i don't know i like i i do i get what you're saying for sure i just didn't i didn't really feel it in the movie you know what i mean i just sort of felt like it was this paint by the numbers plot of okay we now we need this guy to do this thing now we need these people to go to this random place just to keep things moving along mm-hmm. to make sure it wrapped up nicely. Uh, but definitely there was this idea of like making these super weapons and that, I don't want to spoil it or anything. I mean, there's really no reason to spoil it. But I think that was maybe the most interesting thing that they were trying to sort of say is like, what are the morals of cloning a person and sending them into war? I think that was... yeah. Yeah, because he's but not he, really fleshed he out. He tried. Again. He tried to like tell uh, Henry that at the end, like you know, I'm not sending sons or daughters or anyone right. to go die. Like I'm, I'm a taking. A, yeah, created. I'm sending a weapon I created, and that that that's another underlying message. And sort of. I mean, it, it's it's touched upon, but it doesn't really dive in. And I think that's a lot of what this movie is. Is it's a showcase for what Ang Lee is trying to do. It's the second movie that he's done in high frame rate after i think the other one was called billy lynn but i didn't see it and i don't think a whole lot of people did so this is more of a, a big blockbuster appeal type movie stars will smith trying to uh bring people into the theater to see movies the way that ang lee thinks they should be seen and then on top of that you know there's it, it's not really a, a super deep movie i think i don't think it's trying to be really deep I think it, it has maybe some themes about age and and wisdom and about embracing your who you are that sort of thing, but I don't think it's super developed in that way. No, would you, would you disagree with that? No, I don't disagree with that. 
I mean, try and take what you can out of it to, you know, like I said, I like movies that make you feel something and that's kind of what, what I felt feel? out of that. Did you feel something? I felt something. When that CGI Will Smith cried. I cried I with him. nauseous. I cried with him. Did you? Yes. Oh, that's Here. what that sound was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so that's the technology. That's the, the plot of Gemini Man. Is there really anything else that you think is notable about the movie? What, like, should people go see it? Is it worth I, It's worth time? seeing if you can see it in the 3D at the 60 frame rates per second. Yeah. Because I think it's worth... You're not going to understand... It is an experience. Like, yes, it's, it's different an experience. than any other movie you'd see. Yeah. Because if you get nothing out of what was basically any, you know, plot... Thriller. Yeah. Thriller movie like that that you get on FX, it you're going to see it in a different perspective. Yeah. And it's going to be a good perspective. Like, I enjoyed it. I think I'm with you. I don't, I don't think this movie is worth seeing in just a regular format. No. Because there's not much Because there. there's not much... There is not much to the story. Right. It's just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But even in the in the high frame rate, like, I don't even know if it's worth... For someone to go... I think, the like, the tickets to this movie would have been 16 bucks or something to go see in 3D high frame rate. I, I probably wouldn't have spent $16 to to see it i wouldn't say that anybody i think i will see i think if you haven't seen in my case if you're someone like me who hasn't seen a 3d movie since you know maybe the red and blue glasses thing Mm. i i would probably pay the money to say i'm gonna go see a 3d movie and just see where technology is kind of at least this one's built to be yeah in 3d this is a movie that you should i think it just depends on the last time you've really seen a 3d movie you've seen a 3d movie recently because obviously technology is has gotten to that point Mm -hmm. Uh, not to this extent that Ang Lee's trying to put it at, but yeah, go see it. Yeah. Okay, and I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Star rating out of so, five? Yeah, my final verdict on this, with how I saw it, I will give it a three out of five stars on my letterbox. I'm with you. We're in agreement this time. This wow. is no Joker situation that we're in here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go probably three out of five. Yeah. But I reserve the right to knock it and down I think, to two and a half if I really feel like it. It would have probably been two and a half, but... CGI, the 3D, I'm, is easily worth, if not a full star. Yeah, the effects are cool. It, yeah. it definitely looks nice. It's a very crisp and sharp looking movie. Agreed. All right, awesome. But I think the big draw of Gemini Man, and this is a transition, <laughs> is Will Smith. Was that good? Did you like that segue? That, that was a good segue. Out, that I called out that it was a segue in yes. between. Maybe not next time, but for this time, let's do it. Next time, I don't need to do that. Yeah. We're taking a step back. We are. Once we get on iTunes, we'll be much more professional, I swear. Correct. <laughs> In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spend most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I begged them. So for this segment, what we're going to do is we are going to play a little game. Uh, because Will Smith is having a little renaissance, Cody, uh, we're going to look back at some of his filmography and what we decided to do was take Will Smith, the movie star, and play a little game we're calling Movie Star Draft. Yeah! Will Smith edition. So what's going to happen is Cody and I are going to pull up our uh, Letterboxd or IMDb, whatever it is we're going to use, and and take a look at Will Smith's movies. We're going to take turns 
uh, picking movies, and neither of us can pick one the other's picked. Correct. Yeah, it has to be five different movies. All five all. different movies, and then what we're going to do is we're going to let the audience decide via vote on, at least on Instagram, Yeah, uh, who had the better squad of uh will smith movies yeah what would you sit down and watch you know would you would you binge this all day who's uh who's five movies would you binge all day over the others who's would you rather watch whose fifth movie isn't complete crap (laughs) (laughs) just kidding will smith has a pretty good hey will smith has a good selection and some pretty good movies i think i can i think i could take this one okay i'll I'll let you go first you're gonna let me go first i'll I'll give you first pick look this might not be his best film in terms of acting but it is my personal favorite I'm taking none other than the movie Hitch. Hitch. Interesting. Interesting pick. Yes. So I'm going to go back and hope that, uh, you know, the people voting on this are from our uh, age cohort because this movie was extremely popular when we were young. Uh, I think a lot of people like it a lot. I am going to take 2007's I Am Legend. Dang it. It's a... The steel. All right, all right. It just—it's a little hiccup, but I can get there. I can get there. Okay. I—I'm uh, gonna go something a little bit more dramatic. Also, still pretty mainstream for the Will Smith. Okay. I think it definitely uh, goes to all audiences. A lot of people have seen it. I'm gonna go with that good 1996 classic, Independence Day. Independent. That's that's a pretty solid pick. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're reaching back into the canon there. I I am a bit, but I think it's warranted. All right, I think we're gonna have to go with a classic here, right? We need we need one that that people really really appreciate. Sure, Men in Black. Ooh, just Men in Black. I'm just I want to double check. Just Men in Black. Just 1997. The Men in Black. Okay, all right. That's a good pick as well. It is Will Smith. You know. Providing, uh, providing that levity there. Mm-hmm. You right, you right. All right, well, I'm going to get a little bit now serious on my next pick. I think he was pretty serious in this role. He uh, definitely cared for his kid. In fact, his kid was his kid. I'm Bright. going with The Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, shit, I thought you were going with Bright. No. <laughs> it's still on the table. But I am going to go with The Pursuit of Happiness as my next film. Okay. 2006. That's a fair pick. Yeah, it's a good movie. See, you're you're trying to pick the emotional, you know, no. dramatic. I've picked film. See, I've picked variety, and you haven't even noticed that yet. I got a funny. I got Hitch. I got Independence Day, a real, uh, you know, action. Yeah, sure. and I got Pursuit of Happiness, dude. That's a tearjerker one. You know, I'm I'm giving the people what they want. I'm also giving the people what they want. And I'm going to give them even more of what they want. We know they want it because we got another sequel to this movie coming out next year. Go in with bad boys. Take it. Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do when they come for All right, you got, what, two movies left to I pick? Got, I got two movies left to pick. And, uh, ooh. I, uh, I personally can't say that this is even a well-known movie. Mm-hmm. of will smith's i've seen it it uh did not get very good reviews <laughs> but screw the reviewers this needs to be watched oh, no. if you're don't, a will smith fan i know what you're picking too collateral beauty oh wait really oh you did you thought you knew what i was picking but you did it yes 2016 collateral beauty 
that to me i like that film i okay. saw it on tv and it was it was good man. i i heard not great things about it but yeah I, that's that's fine but i I'll, saw it and i liked it i'll go and maybe maybe i'm intriguing our listeners to say hey i haven't seen that yet yeah cody recommends it and yeah, i'm gonna go, go see it collateral beauty and oh, yeah. then never listen to this podcast again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right I'm going to go a little off the board with this one as well. Um, This is a movie I thought you were going to take. Oh, sure. And I feel like nobody should watch this movie, but it gives a little variety to to what we're we're doing here. Maybe a little offensive even. Wow. Legend of Bagger Vance. Oh! Matt Damon's a golfer. Um, Will Smith is a slightly racist trope. It's, uh, It's something. It's It's definitely something. Yeah. So you got one more. I got one more. One more. Make it count. I'm gonna make it count. And uh, there are some still pretty, you know, decent Will Smith movies out there. Yeah. But for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it off with a movie called Seven Pounds. Oh, okay. 2008 release. Seven Pounds. One of those another emotional movies, but I I enjoyed that one too. Yeah. And uh, I think that's gonna finish off my five but hey there's some there's some great movies still left on the table you know i hope you don't pick one of them but it's your draft pick man you know i was thinking hancock that was what i was thinking yes hancock's a little controversial Mm -hmm. you know some people like it some people don't uh but i think what i need to do is go with a movie that a lot of people didn't like but a lot more people have probably seen and can form an opinion about. We're going with a Netflix original movie, Bright, baby. Oh, we're watching Bright. All right. Did you see Bright by chance? No, I, and I never will. Oh, but I saw it. Did you like it? It was all right. They're was, making a sequel, I think. It was, it was a Netflix film, you know. It is what it is. I think uh, movie critic David Ehrlich said that this is it was the worst movie of uh, 2017. <laughs> That's just one man's opinion, Evan. Just one man's opinion. It definitely is. All right, so let's give everyone the rundown of what movies we picked. So uh, list off your five, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. I got Hitch, Independence Day, Pursuit of Happiness, the Off the Wall movie, Collateral Beauty, and finish it off with none other than Seven Pounds. Seven Pounds. Okay. My five are I Am Legend, Men in Black, Bad Boys, Legend of Bagger Vance, and Bright. All right. So what we'll do is we will uh, post that to Instagram, and we will uh, let the people decide. Let the voters vote. Let the voters vote. And let me win. Let you win. Well, don't let me win. But show him that I'm right, and you'd binge watch my five over his five. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to let everybody <laughs> decide on that. But on the subject of Will Smith, so sure. going over yeah. those those movies, I know we, we'd wanted to talk a little bit about Will Smith and his career. Okay. And I think Will Smith is a really interesting person in Hollywood right now because we've gone— Right now or for, like, out his career? Or just you want to go right well, now? Well, I mean, obviously Will Smith has been significant over his career, going sure. all the way back to before he was even an actor when he was just a rapper, and then he came in and, and did Fresh Prince yeah, and really catapulted his career. But I think that we've transitioned in this this age of movies that we're in where there are not a lot of 
box office draws. There's not, there aren't the, you know, Marlon Brandos and the uh, Judy Garlands and the Audrey Hepburns and, and that sort of thing. Uh, that For people who aren't with the lingo, such as myself, what are you talking about with these box office draws? Break like it down a little bit more. Mov- movie me. stars, people that will go see a because movie someone's because in a film. somebody's in a movie. There aren't a ton of those actors left. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we were talking about it before we went to Gemini Man, and I don't even know if Gemini Man's really proof of it because it has kind of bombed, uh, but Will Smith seems to be generally one of those people that people will go see a movie because Will Smith's in it. Um, and I think that's why he gets a lot of these dispersed roles. Like when we just go into our list, he, he, does, he, he doesn't yeah, just do one I mean, thing. He's in like, Aladdin this year. Yeah, you know? comedy, serious, you know, heartfelt roles, and then his actions with Independence Day. Like he, he gets a variety of roles because you're right. I think people are drawn to him. So no matter what kind of movie it is, Hey, Will Smith's in that movie. I'm going to go take yeah. the time to at least see this I'm at movie. least going to be entertained because yes. it's a Will Smith movie. I agree with that. And I don't... Well, I mean, I'm, that's, I'm not speaking for myself. I'm speaking for somebody that would go see a movie for a Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, but I think that, like, if you're really thinking about it, what actors are out there other than him? Like, Brad Pitt's probably still one, but he's not making a for ton of m- movies anymore. Yeah, for me, Tom Hanks is probably one. Yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks is pretty big. I think a lot of people are like, ah, Tom Hanks Tom Cruise, that. probably. Yeah, Tom Cruise. I mean, they're still out there. Yeah, Leo um, DiCaprio. We can't forget yeah. Leo. But, I mean, all of those actors are getting older. I mean, we watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this year. You're right. And that was explicitly about Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt getting older. And yeah. this movie's about Will Smith getting older. Yeah, at and what point Tom is Cruise his career... abide you know, by that, but... Because he, he propelled, obviously, as the rapper, and then propelled with Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he stayed as his name, Will Smith, in the show because of how much he was actually well-known for it. Right. Like, Carlton is still considered Carlton. I don't know. He's well, like I don't, Alonzo His name's Rivera. not Carlton. Though. I know. It's Alonzo Rivera. Yeah. And but that's my point. It got so big that that's what their names have been known as. And how, how much longer is that going to propel his career? Like, do you think he's just getting roles now because of who he was in terms of like where he had been as like so successful in his early career? Sure. I mean, and yeah. not necessarily because there haven't been too many, like, I don't think he's ever thrown like a, a five star punch movie out at us and go, Oh my gosh, that was, he, he threw a few punches when he played Muhammad Ali in the movie Ali. <laughs> <laughs> But, but you didn't pick that movie in your I top I didn't. Five. I didn't think a lot of people will hit So, it. hence the five-star punch. Yeah, exactly. Well, so I think that's a good question because, and this is a hot take, and, and, and I haven't seen a ton of Will Smith movies, to be honest, or at least seen a bunch of them recently, but I don't think Will Smith has been as good in any movie, or any of the movies have been as good as The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I think that that is the absolute pinnacle of Will Smith was when he was doing Fresh Prince. And that's not to say that he's a bad actor, and that's not to say that his movies aren't good. I think a lot of them are pretty good. And I, I think like Will Smith. Smith is I think as an too. actor, he's obviously, you know. Yeah, he, but... He, he, he draws in an audience, and when you see him on, like, talk shows and stuff, like, he, he seems like a very down-to-earth, genuine yeah, kind of cool. guy, and he's cool, and it's like, that's what people are drawn to. People like to see that. Like, yeah. this is a guy... You can relate to yeah and i think he was pretty good in gemini man too i mean i don't think he was like earth shattering or anything i don't think we're looking at like will smith best actor nomination or anything like no. that and i think that's a lot of what you get from will smith right so he had was it pursuit of happiness that he got nominated for i'm not it, sure i'm I think not sure it might have been um 
but Will Smith hasn't really popped up in that conversation a whole lot. But like you said, he's likable. People know him from when he was on TV, and they know him from these big blockbusters and action movies he's been in. And there's value to being an action star. And it's, I mean, it's cool that he's still getting gigs like that in Gemini Man, where it's explicitly about getting older. And he's a great actor to fill that role, too. I, I think that it's that Will Smith is awesome, but I don't think he's like one of our great actors, I guess. No, just a great human being that you're drawn to. Yeah. For film, for TV, for pretty much anything. You know, he's going to announce it. You're going to, you're kind of like, I'm all in on that. Yeah. He's like famous on Instagram. He's just like a celebrity in the sense that like a lot of up and coming actors and stuff, like you're not seeing Lakeith Stanfield in like magazines and stuff so much, you know, like Will Smith still draws attention for whatever he does. And that's significant. I wonder if we're going to see that from any of the, like, next generation. Like, is Rami Malek, who just won an Oscar for Bohemian Rhapsody, um, is he going to be that at some point? Or are we just sort of faced with these, just this group of actors that are... I mean, that could be something we talk about on, like, episode 3000, whatever it might be, if we get that far. Yeah, I'm sure we can talk about with, uh, you know who Timothy Chalamet is? Nope. Okay, we'll get there. We're going to get you there. Um... Okay, so like that, I kind of think kind of sums it up for yeah, I think yeah for Gemini Man, for Will Smith, for the draft that I won. Uh, I think that <laughs> that's all we need to talk about there. I do want to uh, shout out a movie that is in theaters right now. I won't talk about it too much, uh, but it is a foreign language movie that is Spain's nominee for uh, best international picture for this year's Oscars. It's got Antonio Banderas in it. Uh, Spy Kids connection. He played the dad in Spy Kids. Whoa. Oh, yeah. And it's basically a really great film by Pedro Almodovar. And it's about this aging uh, filmmaker who is sort of coming to grips with his legacy and uh, what he's leaving behind. And it's just really, really good if, you, if you're uh, the type that enjoys foreign language films. Uh, definitely seek out Pain and Glory. Is, did I mention that it was called Pain and Glory? I did now. But <laughs> go see it uh, if you get the chance and if that's your thing because it's really good. It's one of the best movies of the year. Where where can I go find this movie to see it? A theater. Uh, it's oh, playing, it's in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I went down to Irvine I to see know. it. So, yeah, no, it's really good. Um, and then shout out to uh, Bong Joon-ho's Parasite, which I haven't seen yet, but I'm going to see this weekend, and I'm very excited about it. It's a Korean movie. You want to see it with me? Uh, I think I want to see probably Maleficent 2 first. I think instead of Maleficent 2, we should see Parasite because it's gonna fucking rule. Disney. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show today. Uh, Like we said at the top, uh, give us a follow on Instagram. Yep. Spinning the Real. R-E-E-L. Yes. And then uh, both of us are on Twitter. Uh, My Twitter handle, I think, is at SneakySnake26. Spelled how it sounds. I believe I'm at at DJ wrote D J R zero T E because apparently someone was cool enough to take actual DJ wrote. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. More power to that guy. But if you're listening to this film podcast and you've made it all the way to the 42nd minute, the real place to follow us is on Letterboxd. Uh, if you have a Letterboxd, uh, you can follow me. My name is at Evan D 26. Uh, E V A N D. Two six, 
if you don't have a letterbox what are you doing get a letterbox it rules i agree i you, you show me that app and i do like it and uh yeah same thing for me dj wrote again but no zero, zero. Oh, no it's an o. o okay it's an o this time great so d-j-r-o-t-e well thanks everyone for listening and you can uh, catch gemini man in theaters peace